This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Press record now. We just need copies of your tapes. And it's time for a finale, beaches. Take your relationship to the next level, or are you not? I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, October 5th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Members of the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, a.k.a. IATSE, one of Hollywood's largest labor unions, have overwhelmingly voted to authorize a strike that would shut down the majority of film and TV production from coast to coast. 90% of about 60,000 eligible members cast ballots between October 1st and 3rd, and the vote passed with more than 98% support. IATSE leadership is now expected to seek further negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which represents Hollywood's major production companies and studios. If those prove unsuccessful and a strike is called, it's unclear how long it would last and what exactly the fallout would look like. The 2008 writer strike lasted for 100 days and affected dozens of television shows. Following Sunday's season finale of Showtime's Billions, which turned out to be the last episode for star Damian Lewis, the actor thanked the network and series co-creators Brian Koppelman and David Levian on social media, tweeting, quote, A pleasure and a privilege to play Axe for five seasons with some of the smartest, funniest, most talented cast and crew I've worked with. I'll miss the Billions family. Yep, some jobs are more than just a job. Love. Lewis has been a mainstay and lead star on Billions as Bobby Axelrod since the show first premiered in 2016. But this week's episode, spoiler alert, saw Axe settling down in Europe away from the clutches of the law, but without his considerable fortune. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Now let's open up our top three picks with a closer. Dave Chappelle's The Closer, that is. The comedian is dropping a new stand-up special on Netflix today, and it's billed as the conclusion to his body of work on the streaming service, including the Grammy-winning The Age of Spin, the Emmy and Grammy-winning Equanimity, and the controversial Sticks and Stones. If that special was any indication, Chappelle is poised to ignite further controversy and discussion with The Closer, though the special subject matter has not been disclosed. One thing's for sure, though, Chappelle is always Chappelle. Here is some of the trailer for the special. This is Dave. He tells jokes for a living. Driving down these country roads is a lot like a meditation. He's deep in thought. Back in the trance. Five specials in as many years. How do you close a body of work that profound? I couldn't imagine the enormity of the pressure. And then, he looks as if he's about to say something. What could he possibly have left to say? 
Will you shut the fuck up, Morgan Freeman? <laughs> With him sitting right next to him in that truck. That is one way to tease a comedy special. You can find out what's in store in The Closer right now. The special is currently streaming on Netflix. Number two. Now time to tap our number two pick for today, Impeachment American Crime Story. This week's episode is aptly titled, Do You Hear What I Hear? as Linda Tripp continues to record her phone calls with Monica Lewinsky and brings in the FBI to step up the surveillance. Meanwhile, as Monica prepares to leave D.C., she learns that she's on the witness list for Paula Jones' lawsuit against President Clinton and grows concerned that someone is sharing the news about her affair. Not concerned enough to stop talking to Linda about it, though. Here's a clip from the episode. I need to know what you're thinking about your affidavit. Are you still planning to lie? I already signed it. My thing with him was personal and private, and it has absolutely nothing to do with Paula Jones, and I, I've really thought about it. And maybe if this were a, a serious lawsuit, I would feel differently, but I, I'm not helping with a publicity stunt. I'm just, I'm not, okay? And I think you would feel the same way. Okay. If you would... I'm not even concerned with her. I'm concerned with us. Me too. Linda, I have to say... I've turned this over in my mind a million times, and if the shoe were on the other foot, I would keep your secret. I know I would do that for you. Ugh, this scene is so good, the entire series, but especially this. American Crime Story continues to excel at wringing tension out of familiar events, and you can catch the latest chapter of Impeachment tonight at 10 on FX. It's trivia time. Impeachment's vast cast of characters includes Ann Coulter, who's played by Kobe Smulders. She replaced which actress on the series due to scheduling conflicts? Betty Gilpin, Nikki Glaser, or Jennifer Lawrence? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Calling all HGTV junkies, Nate Berkus and Jeremiah Brent are expanding their property at the network with a new renovation show, The Nate and Jeremiah Home Project. The series premieres tonight at 9 and will also be available to stream on Discovery+. Plus. But in the meantime, the married designers answered our burning question, what you watching? Okay, so... What we're watching right now. Well, how much time do you have? <laughs> Ted Lasso. I mean, Ted Lasso. Good speedy. Ted, Ted Lasso, Lasso is basically a hug. See? Yep. See, which is uh, how I love anything that's post-apocalyptic and might have an alien. Or involving Jason Momoa. Well, um, obviously. And you know, Aquaman. The other two. 
the other two, which is uncomfortably hilarious. It's so dark, but really, really funny. And speaking of dark, so are the Real Housewives of L.A. right now. Yeah, I can't do New York. So I feel fat. What else do we love? Oh, Billions. Yeah. Oh, Billions is so good this season. Billions is amazing. Yeah. And that's just what we're currently watching, not what we have finished. It's, that's a different list. Sounds like we have copious amounts of extra time. We don't. <laughs> but we have no life. So here we are. There it is. And we hope that other people will answer this question with the Nate and Jeremiah Home Project on HGTV. Exactly. A-plus job promoting the brand there, fellas. As we've already covered here today, Billions recently wrapped up its fifth season with a major twist. You can catch up with the series on Showtime, and be sure to check out our postmortem with the creators at EW.com. As for Nate and Jeremiah's other recommendations, you can stream Ted Lasso and C on Apple TV+, the other two on HBO Max, and past seasons of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on Hulu and Peacock. Season 11 is currently airing Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on Bravo. More on that tomorrow. And now, let's hit the beach with our number one pick, the season finale of Bachelor in Paradise. After last week's shocking breakup of the couple most likely to live happily ever after, the remaining beachgoers have some serious thinking to do about their futures. But they'll also need to make it through the season's final rose ceremony and make up their minds before the time comes to leave Paradise for good, or at least until next season. So, who will choose to spend the night in a fantasy suite? Who will leave Paradise heartbroken? And who will get down on one knee, if anyone? To answer, or at least speculate, on all these questions and more, let's welcome back one of EW's resident rose lovers, Maureen Lee Linker. Hey, Maureen, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, clinging to the last vestiges of our California summer here. (laughs) Yeah, well, and along with that, that means Bachelor in Paradise. So uh, it all kind of goes hand (laughs) in hand, I guess. So let's get into it here. There are a couple couples who've kind of been together since pretty early in the season. Uh, Do you think any of them are going to make it? Do you think any will get engaged? You know, I'll be really surprised if anyone gets engaged. It kind of feels like no one's really there yet. Mm -hmm. Marissa and Riley, honestly, I would have pegged to be the most likely to get engaged. Like they feel like the strongest couple. They feel like ready to make that jump, I feel like. Like they keep Mm. saying like, you're Mm -hmm. my person and I wanna marry you. But all of the trailers for this week have been forecasting some obstacle between them and mm-hmm. um, and Marissa in tears. So I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen with the two of them. And then Serena and Joe, there's still this looming specter of Kendall, who was on the beach for part of the season. And trailers have shown she's coming back in the midst of what could be a proposal from Joe. So not sure how all of that's going to play out. And to boot, what broke up Joe and Kendall was the fact that Kendall did not want to leave Los Angeles and Joe wanted her to give Chicago a try so he could be around his friends and family and she just would not do it. And so they didn't stop loving each other. They didn't have other relationship issues beyond that. They just could not find common ground on that front and that's ultimately what broke them up. And Serena lives in Toronto and Joe lives in Chicago. So I really hope Serena likes Chicago if this is going to actually go all the way. Yeah. Well, in reality, Chicago and Toronto aren't 
all that far from each no, other. No, no. But... Uh, actually, probably closer than Chicago and L.A., to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And then Mari and Kenny, who've had a lot of ups and downs this season, seem to work through their latest bump in the road last week and be in a good place. But I'm also just not convinced, even if they do get engaged, that there are people who will make it for the long haul because she's 25 or 26 mm. and he's 40. So mm, Right. They have a lot to figure out outside of paradise. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Exactly. Okay, so I'm very curious about your thoughts on the season as a whole, because there's been, I don't know if it's been much to do about, but at least a little to do about the, uh, you know, kind of the off-camera drama. Mm, So what what mm. do you make of all of that? Yeah, you know, I'll be honest, I kind of feel like social media has broken this franchise a little bit. Mm. You know, that's not to say that there weren't always people coming on this show that were quote-unquote here for the right or wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. and that there weren't always people who, you know, wanted to be on television or somehow parlay this into something. But now that being a contestant on The Bachelor means you automatically basically can become a social media influencer and uh, social follows seem to be the be all end all. It just has really tainted the process in a lot of ways. And I think we saw that play out more explicitly than it ever has before this season with Mm -hmm. Piper and Brendan and how he really used Natasha to wait for Piper to get there and I guess their plan was they would be America's favorite couple and therefore they would both get more followers and Mm, sponsorship mm -hmm. deals and things like that but it definitely didn't play out that way in fact it went exactly the opposite they lost a bunch of followers everybody turned against them they have now broken up so yeah I I don't know what the producers are going to do to fix that To be honest. And and then on the other side of things, you have someone like Ivan, who was a really sweet guy, both when he was on Tasha's season of The Bachelorette and this season. And then after Jacinia left him this season to go with Chris C and ended what seemed like a very promising relationship between the two of them, he just was kind of floundering on the beach. And then he ended (laughs) up getting kicked off because he went to see a contestant who was potentially a future person on the beach in their hotel room. And I really kind of feel like he was set up a little bit for that, to be honest with you, because he he was like he saw her room number on a producer's phone that was just lying around, Mm. which feels a little suspect to me. Hmm. And so I also wonder, like, how many extra steps are being taken to manufacture drama, in part because beyond the Brendan Piper thing, like people started dating each other in the first week and pretty much stuck with it. (laughs) Yeah. So that kind of creates for some not great TV in those regards. But no, I know what yeah. you mean. Put on your uh, your detective hat and get that figured out with Ivan there, Maureen. <laughs> Last thing I want to ask you about, uh, of course, um, this the season of this show, uh, every show in the franchise has, you know, something very new going on in that Chris Harrison is no longer host. So this season of Bachelor in Paradise kind of had a rotating door of guest hosts. Was there any one in particular who was perhaps your favorite? Mm. You know what? There were a few that had a lot to offer. I thought David Spade's sort of very wry, sarcastic approach (laughs) to things was hilarious Mm -hmm. and really interjected a different note into the show that I could see giving it a a little bit of a fresh air. Lil Jon, who was also the announcer for the entire season and did all of the like coming up next week and last week on The Bachelor and all that stuff. He was really fun 
and really different. So I'd love to see him coming back. And I also think weirdly gave the best advice mm. to everyone, huh. okay. <laughs> which was a little unexpected. And then also I'm a huge Wells Adams fan. He's been on the show already as the bartender for a while, definitely in that Bachelor Nation family of inner yeah. circle. But I thought he did a really solid job his hosting week, especially having to deal with Ivan's sort of off-camera issue yeah. and how he confronted him about that. I thought he was either given a lot more to do by producers or just the situation necessitated this, but I thought he was a lot stronger than Tasha and Caitlin were on Katie's season oh. of The Bachelorette. So if they're going to go with someone who's already part of the Bachelor family, right. like Wells is definitely a great resource. So yeah, all three of them were really, really good. All right, good stuff. Well, we will see if anyone, probably not, gets engaged tonight on the Bachelor in Paradise season finale. It kicks off at 8 o'clock on ABC. Thanks, Maureen. Ah, you're welcome. See you in paradise next time, Jared. (laughs) And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Kobe Smulders replaced which actress as Ann Coulter on impeachment due to scheduling conflicts? Betty Gilpin, Nikki Glaser, or Jennifer Lawrence? You might be glowing if you got this right. The answer is Betty Gilpin. Although it sure would have been some clever stunt casting if Glazer had played Coulter after she famously tore into the pundit at the Comedy Central roast of Rob Lowe in 2016. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall.